Hello, Monetization Nation. I'm Nathan Gwilliam, your host. Welcome back to another episode with Chloe Thomas. In the last episode, we discussed five e-commerce tips, and today we'll dive into e-commerce marketing, specifically 10 ways we can turn our website traffic into sales. Also in today's episode, we will cover the following key takeaways. Number one, over the last 20 years, consumers have increasingly moved towards an online experience. Number two, e-commerce marketing makes it easier for us to track a sale. Number three, email marketing is so important because we have control over it. It's where we can build relationships with our customers. Number four, search engine optimization is key for building branding awareness. Number five, if we want to grow at any kind of speed, we should be doing some form of paid advertising. Number six, we can use a website template to build our website. We don't have to start from scratch. We should also remember to tie stories and emotion in when building our website. And number seven, as we prioritize the customer at every step of the customer journey, we'll have much more success in gaining repeat customers. Well, let's dive into your area of expertise. Let's talk about e-commerce marketing. So, so why should a business add e-commerce to their business? If they're only a retail company now, or maybe they're, they're really not in the e-commerce space, why is this such an important step for them to take? I would start by saying that you need to think hard before you take this step because it's not easy. I mean, it's a lot easier than it was five years ago, but it is adding another business model onto your business. It's not a set and forget. It's something you're going to need to pay some attention to, even if you know, you're running a small fashion boutique and you're thinking it'd be quite handy to have it. So we'll just set it up and ignore it. It's still going to take maintenance. So please, please, please don't think this is going to be a flicker switch and away we go. Um, as to why you should, consumers have over the last 20 years, increasingly year on year on year in both the UK, the US, pretty much every area around the world, they have been increasingly switching their spend from offline to online. And the number of categories they are willing to buy online is forever going up. So that trajectory was happening anyway. We, we mentioned earlier about B2B, uh, B2B buyers now wanting the ability to buy online as well. So we're seeing ever more people expecting to be able to buy products via the internet, via their mobile phones. That situation accelerated massively um, over the last 18 months with the impact of the pandemic. Either people deciding they want to stay at home and not go out because they don't want to catch it, or people not being allowed to go out and having to order from home. And the stats are that the majority of people do not see the amount they're spending online decreasing post-pandemic. This isn't a habit people are anticipating is going to change. You know, they're not thinking they're going to change their behavior around this. They're thinking they're going to carry on. Um, stats I saw this morning in the UK are that the average consumer is anticipating they're going to do at least half their Christmas shopping online. That's a huge increase on previous years. You know, the shopping trip for Christmas was a big kind of social occasion, but it's it's flipping around because people have seen this other way of doing things. So the, there is huge demand um, from doing it. But the flip side of that is we've now got huge, com much, much greater competition out there for getting customers to your website. So 
if you're going to launch an e-commerce angle to your business, you need to know how you're going to get people to buy from it. Whether it's your existing customers, you're going to encourage to do that as well as come in, or whether you're going to go out there to recruit new customers, be clear on how much that's going to cost you and how it's going to work, because there is a lot more competition out there, a lot more noise in the inbox, a lot more people buying ads on Facebook, which is pushing the prices up and the same thing on Google. So what's the difference between e-commerce marketing and other types of marketing? The best thing about e-commerce marketing is that you can see the money. Um, I speak to, to, on the Keep Optimizing podcast you mentioned earlier, I'm speaking to marketers and I'm asking them how they got, got into e-commerce marketing. And a lot of the time they're raving about, the fact, well, I was doing this stuff in lead gen or doing this stuff in content. And then I started doing some e-commerce marketing and you get to see the sale. You know, it's, it's like, um, it's catnip for those of us who love stats because you get to, with the majority of the programs out there, you get to track through to the actual sale happening. Because as you mentioned earlier, Nathan, the, those buying cycles, the decision-making cycles are so much shorter and you're seeing the traffic come in and the tracking is there in place to tell you where the sales are coming from. So that is, is the most exciting thing about e-commerce marketing is that it's all about the sale. Um, how it's different from marketing other pieces, it shouldn't be that different. We should still be, you know, selling the features, selling the benefits, selling the story. But because of the money front in e-commerce, we often just get money ha happy and we just talk product all the time, which is a, is a downside of e-commerce marketing. So if you can sell story, um, sell the features, sell the benefits and put more content together in your marketing, you will do well. So what are the most important things that our audience needs to know about e-commerce marketing? Okay, so you need to have some of the fundamentals in place. So the, the, there's kind of three fundamental parts to an e-commerce marketing strategy in terms of the channels you choose to use. You need to be using email marketing, not least because it's the one you have control of. It's where you can build that relationship with the customer and no one can take those email addresses away from you. So the email marketing is really important. You can get great success by capturing the email and then sending a welcome campaign to get the first sale and post-purchase emails have become really powerful in getting repeat purchases and referral purchases, etc. So email is essential to build almost from day one, because if you get it right, and you get those good signups happening on your website, then you're going to see overall sales improve and therefore you're going to see the impact of all your marketing improve. So it's kind of a kind of a no-brainer. Then you've got SEO because consumers will forget the name of your business, but they will remember your product. So you need to make sure they can it's you they find. So you need to do those basics of SEO from day one so people who are looking for you can find you and potentially invest more in SEO further down the line, but that's a, a, obviously a long-term play. The third one you have to do is you have to pay for traffic. The days of being able to just do some stuff on Instagram um, or do some SEO and all of a sudden you've got an e-commerce business are gone. Now you need to be paying for traffic with um, most are doing it via either Facebook ads or Google ads, specifically Google shopping campaigns uh, and Google keyword activity. Those two platforms have become increasingly hard to learn how to do well. Um, so you may well, uh, or I strongly advise you to either get someone who knows what they're doing to set it up for you in the first place. Certainly on Google, that will save you a lot of money um, and probably get some some training, coaching to help you learn how to do it or just outsource it to an agency because they're complicated. But if you want to grow at any kind of speed, you need to be doing um, some form of paid marketing.
in your book, how to get traffic that buys to your website, uh, you give us 10 specific e-commerce marketing methods and strategies. Mm -hmm. Can you talk us through those? Yeah, sure. I just did. I'm going to get the book myself just to make sure I've got the right 10. Um, so the, I've just quickly given you a run through of the, the big ones. So the big ones are search engine optimization, email marketing, search engine advertising on the keywords, search engine advertising on the products and online advertising, i.e. the Facebook ad side of things. So those are kind of the, those first five that I run through. Um, okay. We've quickly covered and then we go into kind of the more, I think in some ways, the more exciting because most businesses don't get past those first ones. So if you want to try and find the blue ocean of opportunity where it's less competitive, then getting into these is a stage most people don't get to. So there's some big opportunities here. So the first one is what I call partnerships. And this is a it's kind of a blurry space at the moment. There's lots of different things that, that have all kind of, come together to become partnership marketing. So I guess the two best known would be influencer marketing, where you're partnering with someone who's got a following to get them to talk about your product in return for something. Could be cash, could be um, commission on sales, could simply be free product. The other most well-known one is affiliate marketing, which is where you've struck up a deal with someone who will send you traffic in return for a commission on sales. And those two essentially require the same skill set, which is why I've put them together. They require building a relationship with another business or another entity to get them to promote your product, your business in return for something. And so this also starts to stray into the world of turning your customers into referrals, which can also be called micro-influencers. It also goes into the world of partnering with other e-commerce businesses, which is a very much underused strategy, but can be hugely powerful. Um, and there's, you know, there's tried and tested methods of partnering with them where you, you know, you send an email about each of you to each other's lists. You can um, put flyers in each other's parcels to send um, sales. Really exciting, really powerful space, which just a lot of people just never quite get round to. I think because a lot of the e-commerce marketers skill set is in the numbers and the optimization and the nitty gritty, whereas building partnerships and relationships with people is quite a different skill set. So often it gets forgotten, but huge opportunities there um, if you can get them to work for you. We then got content. It. Sorry, sorry, Nathan. I was... No, keep going. <laughs> okay. We then got um, content marketing, which is both great content on your own website, your own platform, and getting into the world of PR or guest blogging on other people's sites, which again, kind of strays into the world of partnerships. There's then social media marketing to the organic side of running your own, own accounts. We've got web push notifications and Facebook messenger marketing. So things that operate a bit like email, but are on different platforms. So those, those triggered comms that you can send out to people, which I guess SMS would come into now. So that's one thing I need to add in when I rewrite. Um, offline marketing, hugely untapped area where I started, I started off in the world of catalogs. So running catalogs, direct mail, um, doing billboards, TV ads, TV shopping channels, all these things are now creating quite powerful opportunities along with pop-up shops and all this kind of thing for people. So people often get very online, 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 but actually you can do an awful lot offline to drive sales online. And then the last of them, is 
using your products to drive your sales by either wholesaling or listing them on marketplaces. So, you know, getting them listed on Walmart or in the shelves in Walmart in order to get people aware of your brand in the hope they will then come and buy direct from you whilst also upping your sales and the same thing with Amazon. So those, that would be the 10. How do we make a great e-commerce website? What, what secrets and tips do you have for us? The first thing I would say is not to overthink it. And please, please, please don't build something custom. Um, there are some amazing e-commerce platforms out there. This morning, I saw a stat that of the top 500 D2C brands, I can't remember whether it was UK, US, or a mixture of both, but like 20, 30% of them have built their own custom built website, which just boggles my mind because, you know, you really have these days with the likes of Shopify, big commerce, shopware, Magento, uh, WooCommerce, there's so much you can do without building something custom. You really need to have a big problem to solve for it to be worth going through all the pain of creating your own website. You know, it is not to be advised. So please, please, please use one of the kind of off the shelf platforms to get started because that will give you a lot of the stuff you need out of the box. And then kind of the, the two super important but often overlooked things you need to do are get your story, your emotion, that customer connection on every page of the site, whether that's customer reviews, whether that's, you know, words from the founder, get that across the site to build that emotional connection, despite the fact people are online. And then the other one is to get your delivery strategy right which is something which people overlook and just like, oh, we'll just hire a courier and put it in a brown box. There is so much scope with your shipping strategy to both get the first order and get the repeats, create that beautiful unboxing experience. So as people want to come back and they want to take pictures of it, share it on Instagram and bore their friends with the cool popcorn you use to pack your product. Um, you, if you get those right, you can really, really make a great experience with the customer, both in terms of getting them to buy in the first place and getting them to come back again. Let's talk about repeat customers for a bit. One of the, the big issues e-commerce companies have is one-time sales. How do you get people to come back? How do you improve your retention rates? For me, that all starts from the very first inter interaction, rather, your customer has with your business. So whether it's when they're hearing from their friend who's just unboxed the product and is like, oh, my God, this is so cool. I need to tell everybody about it. Or whether it's because they've seen your ad on Facebook. If you start making a good impression at that point and then that impression is, re is, is reinforced and consolidated through every contact they have with your business. So that consistent message comes through to them loud and clear that is really going to help you a make sure they're the right customer in the first place because they get what you're doing they get what you're about and therefore they get they get through to your business your products and they love your products so it starts right from that very beginning point then you've got to be consistent and then at the point where they purchase you've then got to be great in the next bit that is the most nerve-wracking part for a customer you know, they've just given you their cold, hard cash in the hope that they get from you what they want. It's as good as they hope it's going to be. It arrives in one piece on time and the, you know, the experience of having it is great. So for different businesses, that post-purchase activity can really vary. 
often you should be doing a lot of reassurance about the delivery, who the courier is, when it's coming, making sure they're getting those updates and, and so on and so forth. But a lot of companies now are also putting in that post-purchase sequence before the products even arrived, content to help them make the most of the product, which makes them more excited about it. It makes them more bought into the brand. and It makes them ready to enjoy the product when it when it comes. One of the best examples of this, another prop, um, is this is a leather diary case thing, okay, that I bought from a company called Paper Republic. And they're based in Vienna in Austria, small, small little stationery store who make these, these leather covers. But it comes with individual pieces of elastic, which hold in place, if you can see this, different notebooks in your diary gathering notebook thing. And they include videos of how to put it all together before you've even got it. Because otherwise you've got a flat piece of leather, four pieces of elastic and some books. And you're like, I don't know how any of this goes together. So they send these videos out to help you understand how it goes. So, so when you have that unboxing moment, you're like, oh no, where's the instruct? I don't understand. How do I do this? You've already seen the video. You've already seen had, and had messages from the person who packaged it. And they do a brilliant post-purchase sequence to make you feel excited about the product and and make sure that when you have that unboxing, you're not there going, I have no idea what to do, which is, an, which is not the experience you want someone to have when they get your product. And then after that, you've got all your remarketing and all the rest of it. But if you can get those, that first contact through to purchase and then the purchase through to box experience right, then you're setting yourself up for a, for a lot of success in terms of getting a repeat. Can you share with us a story or two of companies that have done a really good job at e-commerce marketing? Um, I suppose Paper Republic, who I've just said about, I, I'm very impressed with them. Um, there's a butchers of all things here in the UK who are called Donald Russell, who have, um, they have the, you know, the stamp of approval from the queen. So they're pretty good at what they do and they serve a lot of Michelin starred, starred uh, chefs as well. And they are, incessant <laughs> with their marketing. It's very impressive. They have um, a lot of paper-based marketing, a lot of email marketing, and they make the, they, they do fantastic photography. You know, this is not a site that's filled with pictures of raw burgers. They've, you know, they've done the photography, they've, they've made it look great. They've then send out kind of collections. Here's the barbecue collection. This is almost like a fashion house in some ways, you know, and there's the steak options and this, and they, they share recipes and they're really all about trying to encourage you to consume more of their product. It's really impressively done both across the email and the paper-based. What they also do very, very well is recruiting new customers from the newspapers. So in like the Sunday supplement that comes with the with the newspaper, you'll get um, they'll either put a flyer in or they'll have a half page ad that just has the most beautiful steaks you have ever seen with an amazing deal to get your first box through the post from them. And it's just it's proper solid marketing done really well by a big company. Yes, there's not a lot of personality in there. So I would suggest they up that, but the product is, um, is super powerful. 
And it sounds like they've implemented really good credibility marketing too, to have the queen endorse their product. Yes. And they, they do put that, that crest on everything, but then I would, if I was them yeah, too. Yeah, I would too. Okay. Uh, what tools do you recommend uh, for people to use in their e-commerce marketing? Which, which e-commerce platforms and e-commerce marketing tools, what do you recommend? I'm a big believer and you have to find the right tool for your business and each business has its own set of requirements. So usually in e-commerce, they come down to what you're going to integrate with and how important that marketing channel is for you. So I would say I'll give you some, I will give you some names of some tools that I know are, are really solid. Um, but I would also suggest you don't just go and buy one of these. You go and you do your due diligence and you work out what you need right now, what you need to integrate with. And also what you think you're going to be implementing in the next six to 12 months, because these big tools, you don't want to be shifting and changing every five minutes or so. So the most obvious ones to add would be some kind of CRM or email marketing tool. The two most obvious ones out there, the two I work with with both these companies um, are Klaviyo, which is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O, um, and Omnisend. And they're both super powerful for creating all those automations and both start from a very low price point and only increase as you grow. So huge, huge potential with, with either of those. You will only need one of them, but work out which one works for you. Um, the other thing which I think is increasingly important is the on-site personalization tool. This is kind of AI, machine learning technology that you can put in place on your website that does the merchandising for you. So rather than you have to work out which product a customer should see, it learns from all your visits and works out what to put in front of different people. It can then feed information out to your email marketing and to other platforms. So, for example, if I'm a regular customer, it will show me products I regularly buy or products that other people who've bought that stuff will regularly buy. Kind of enables you to do the Amazon personalization element with your products and everything else. So one of those platforms I would suggest is well worth looking at. There's a lot of them out there um, and there's several which specialize purely in the search functionality. So on the search side, you've got Klevu, which is K-L-E-V-U and DoFinder, which is D-O-O-F-I-N-D-E-R. Um, and on the, the overall merchandising personalization side of things, you've got Segmentify, which is Segment IFY, um, and Nosto are probably the two most obvious ones to look at there. Thank you so much, Chloe, for sharing your stories and insights with us today. To learn more about or connect with Chloe, you can find her on LinkedIn, visit her website, or check out her books and her podcasts. And there's links to each of those sites in the blog post for this episode at monetizationnation.com. You can also get my free ebook about passion marketing and learn how you can become a top priority of your ideal customers at passionmarketing.com. You can also subscribe to Monetization Nation on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, our Facebook group, and on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I wish you success in turning your traffic into sales. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.